Let me tell you about Grip6. Grip6 is one of these companies that does things the American way, meaning they do it the old-fashioned way. They buy the materials and the workers all from America. So when you buy, let's say, their socks, you know that's coming from specially bred sheep that are that are raised here in America. And the people who sheared them are Americans and the American manufacturers who wash that wool and process it and weave it into socks that keep your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer. It's an American business that tries to do things right by doing all of it in America. Trust and hard-earned money belongs at companies like Grip6. Go find them out. Grip6.com slash back. Grip6.com slash back. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Holy cow, uh, there's a lot of evidence now uh, that our president is uh, involved and has engaged in bribery, uh, selling out our country, and lying to the American people about it, and then the cover-up, which is probably the worst, perhaps in American history. I think it is, but I would like to go back to the records to make sure. Some of the headlines today, uh, Hunter Biden's firm, uh, Joe's VP office, exchanged over a thousand emails. Remember, I'm not involved. I have nothing to do. I've not talked to his partners or his clients or anything. Well, why is his business exchanging emails with the vice president's office when you were vice president over a thousand times well there is somebody on this and uh they've gotten about 800 of them released the archives are like not these ones these are these these are super secret we can't let them out it might hurt national security (laughs) oh okay all right sure We're going to talk to you about the emails and then move on to all of the other evidence that is rolling in. It is really not looking good for the president, but you wouldn't know that if you're watching mainstream media. So we'll go over it in just a minute. We talked on the program yesterday about Jaden, the kid that got kicked out of school uh, this week for having a Gadsden flag patch on his backpack. His teacher thought it was tied to the slave trade in America. If we have time, I've got to go through this again because there's some there's some new observations on this. Uh, fortunately, Jaden is a Tuttle Twins fan, which means he's smarter than his teacher. Maybe not smarter, just more well-read. Has actually read things about our history, not just the bad things. Let me ask you something. How many other stories like this are going on in our schools right now that you haven't heard of? How many of our kids are being fed leftist garbage daily? How hard is it to keep up with that and undo the damage? Well, Jaden showed us it's not all that hard. 
Tuttle Twins. They're on a mission to teach kids from a young age to think for themselves, to learn from true history so they can fight to keep their freedom. If you want to make a difference in the lives of your kids, help them stand up for what's right. You need to act now. Tuttle Twins has a back-to-school special. It is 70% off their normal price. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now before this offer runs out. 70% off. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right, we're going to uh, Kimberly Herman now. She is the Southeastern Legal Foundation General Counsel. She is um, part of the the legal group that filed the lawsuit to get Joe Biden's pseudonym emails. Now, if you're taking this from the very beginning, I'm going to ask her to tell us what the pseudonym emails and how common those are, et cetera, et cetera. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Okay, so we heard about uh, uh, Joe Biden using a pseudonym. In fact, several pseudonyms when he was the vice president. And we got this because of some of the emails on Hunter Biden's laptop, correct? That's correct. We first learned about these in the summer of 2021 when uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was exposed and authenticated. And John Solomon, New York Post, Daily Mail, you, lots of people covered these. Um, and we were really interested in them because why would a vice president need to use an alias email address and forward government information to his son and his son's business partners? And so we started asking the National Archives for the records all the way back in 2021. So and they just released them. So they're quick. Uh. They, have, <laughs> they have actually still not released them. Um, when we filed that initial request, they came back and said, whoa, whoa, we can't release any of Joe Biden's vice president records till 2022. Come back then. So we waited. We came back then. And we've been waiting for 14 months. They have acknowledged that about 5,400 of these potentially exist. Wow. where? What story was I reading today or maybe a couple of days ago that I thought 1,000 existed and 800 had just been released? None of them have been released and there's 5,400 of them? Yeah, so none of these alias ones have been released. Um, I believe that our friends over, I believe, in America First Legal have uh, also submitted some FOIA requests and that they have been getting some some emails, okay. but that they're not necessarily the pseudonym emails, right? Okay, because okay. He didn't always use the pseudonym. He just do, used it sometimes. Do you know how common it is for a president or a vice president to have pseudonym emails? I mean, other others have come out where they've said, you know, we know about how well, we obviously know about Hillary Clinton's, Hillary Clinton's yeah. secret um, uh. server. Um, that was an entire server. Um, there have been other stories out there that past presidents have used them, you know, use them. I don't think that you should be using them. I think that there's legal, massive legal implications. But whether you use them or not, these emails are still government records. It was he was still the vice president talking about government information and forwarding that on to people. That makes it a government record. It makes it subject to the Freedom of Information Act, which means that anyone in the public can request that these records get released. Now, um, we don't know what's in the pseudonym uh, emails. We're hearing now that we are uh, seeing things from the White House, coming out from the White House, that Joe Biden was um, 
involved with his uh, son's firm. Uh, they were getting invitations to things. They were actually in communication uh, on, you know, uh, state dinners, et cetera, et cetera, and played a role in those, which I think is extremely uncommon, I would imagine. Um, but the, yeah. the pseudonym, you think that these are even more damning, possibly, because... Yeah, I mean, why else would you use a pseudonym, right? And so we've been, we've been sending FOIA requests and trying to release as many documents to the public as we can about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Burisma and the other things that happened in Ukraine um, for, oh my gosh, three, four years now. And we've seen in a lot of those records with official email addresses that those meetings happened. We put them out on our website. John Solomon's put them out. Um, he's done a lot of those FOIA requests that we've litigated. And so those are damning enough. Why else would you use a pseudonym if you're not doing something nefarious? Now, maybe they'll come out and we will all learn that there's nothing important in them. Maybe they were personal communications. 5,400 of them? Laptop, I highly, highly doubt it. Right. right? Yeah. I mean, I, I highly doubt it. I can't speculate to what's in them um, until we see them, but something just doesn't doesn't quite smell right right and we know that because of another email right we got the pseudonym uh, we found out that the that he was emailing in pseudonym because of the hunter biden laptop we saw the what is it robin l peters or something like that um robert l peters um and do we know that he did communicate with the head of ukraine um, under a pseudonym, he was doing some official business in Ukraine, we think. He was reaching out to the president or somebody like that, right? I am sorry. I have yeah, not followed this story. Yeah, there, there are some indications to that, and there are various emails out there floating around. We at SLS have not personally authenticated any of them, um, but there are stories out there, and there are emails that we've seen out there um, where there are these types of communications happening. And, you know, through the other FOIA work that we've done over the last several years, we have seen evidence of those meetings. We have exposed very key records. One of them was a memo that came out just a few weeks ago um, where you're ta- they're talking about setting up these meetings. And so there's really no question that Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and his other business partners were getting access to top State Department officials to talk about their business dealings, what influence it had on that. I'll leave that to the congressional investigations and we'll leave that um, to the people who can actually do something about that. Right. Our goal here is to just really try to help restore some level of government integrity. Either we have a FOIA or we don't produce the records. How unusual is this to be blocked uh, with a FOIA like this for something that is emails? So I, honestly, I wish I could say that it's unusual. It has taken us seven years to get records from some government agencies in the past. This is a fundamental problem that we have in our country, right? We have those that are elected into office and they preach transparency and they say we're going to show you everything. And then it's just stonewall, 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 stonewall by all of the federal agencies. And so this is a massive problem. What is it that they have to hide? We're still litigating lawsuits that we had against the DOJ and the FBI to try to uncover what was actually happening with Russiagate, right? Here we are all these years later. 
um, you know, we won't stop until we can expose the truth, because the only way that we'll have a republic, the only way that we can rebuild this republic is by truth and transparency. So how is it that, I mean, we can change this? How, how do we change this? We just have to try to change the culture and we have to let we have to let the federal government know we as Americans have to let them know that we are not going away. We know that we have the right to these records and we will ask for them and we will continue to ask for them. Fortunately, we have the courts. And so now we've had a turn to the courts. It's time intensive. It's resource intensive. It means that, you know, we have to continue to wait. But there there is a way to get resolution. And fortunately, um, we have a judiciary, a strong federal judiciary. Thank you, President Trump, um, that we can then turn to. So they now have, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the National Archives and Records has 30 days from here to respond. Yes. Yep. They've got 30 days from when they are served the complaint um, to respond you know, we're really hopeful that they'll just come to the table and that they'll come to us and say, we know we kept putting you off. We're going to review the records. We're going to produce them and that we don't have to continue to litigate it in court. If they really fight hard in court to not turn these records over in a timely manner, that is a signal in and of itself, in my opinion, that there's definitely something in them that Somebody does not want some of the American public. To so it, it would be illegal for the White House to interfere with the uh, archives and, and records, right? I mean, you can't have phone calls going back and forth from, you know, the, the Biden White House saying, no, keep these. They're supposed to just judge it coldly and uh, and release what they have to release. And if there is a national secret in there, then they can classify it. But. There should be no uh, no political uh, play in anything like this, should there? There, there really shouldn't be. I mean, there are some exceptions for classified information. Yes, and you know, Joe Biden could then determine that he would declassify them potentially, and so there's obviously a process for that, um, as you mentioned. But there should not be communications going back and forth. You know, one thing that will be very interesting after all of this is to FOIA any communications about our FOIA. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's something that's always really interesting to do because sometimes those communications do happen. And again, we, we just have to continue to fight to expose all of this because hopefully one day politicians will wake up and say, you know what, they mean business. I really need to be transparent now. Uh, This is an organization. If you don't know the Southeastern legal foundation, um, you should, uh, it is slfliberty.org. If you are somebody who has resources and you're tired of all of this, put your money where people are actually doing things to expose the truth and then putting those in the hands of people who can enforce the truth and clean up all the bad things. Uh, and that is exactly what Southeastern Legal Foundation does. Uh, go to sf uh, sorry slfliberty.org that's slfliberty.org general counsel kimberly herman kimberly thank you for everything that you're doing god bless you thank you you bet now let's say you have a credit card with a balance of ten thousand dollars huh how much is it going to take to pay that off what's making the minimum payment faithfully every month how long is it going to tell you i'll give you the answer in five seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
when we first, when we last left our program, I asked you how long would it take to pay off a balance of $10,000? The answer, eight and a half years. Now this message from American Financing. Uh, this is, by the way, uh, eight and a half years doesn't include any of the extra fees uh, from compounding interest. I mean, you're, we're all so screwed. <laughs> we're all so screwed. So what do we do? We just get a, a shovel and we just start taking some of the dirt away as much as we can. But we have to do it wisely. If you have debts that you're worried about, which is pretty much now every debt, you can't afford not to call American Financing and at least find out if you can get them to work for you. A delay of a couple of payments, even if your credit isn't the best. Uh, they have credit care teams that might be able to help you, and the service is free. So do yourself a financial favor today. Call American Financing. See where you stand. See if they can help you. The average uh, listener that is doing business with them is now saving about $700 a month. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. 10 seconds, station ID. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm just mixing the two. Hunter Biden's Rosemont Seneca Partners investment firm traded more than 1,000 emails with Joe Biden's office during his time as vice president. Hundreds remain hidden because of executive privilege asserted by the White House. This according to the National Archives. The 861 emails that reference Rosemont Seneca were sent or received by the office of the vice president between January 11th and December 2013. These are not pseudonym emails. These are emails directly from the White House, from the office of the vice president to Rosemont Seneca. How could you possibly write a thousand emails to Rosemont Seneca and not know anything about your son's business and him not getting any kind of special favors? Uh, the uh, White House refused to allow the release of 200 emails referencing Hunter Biden's firm, citing executive privilege. Release would disclose confidential advice between the president and his advisors. W so wait, was Rosemont Seneca advising the vice president on something? Because that's a quote. Release would disclose confidential advice between the president and his advisors. Who in Rosemont is advising the vice president? I mean, I Hunter. Hunter Biden and his business associates frequently use their direct line of communications with the office of the vice president to leverage access to the Obama White House. The White House guest lists, seating assignments and biographies of guests for various official events, including the 2012 United Kingdom State Dinner, the Turkey State Luncheon and the 2014 France State Dinner were shared with the Rosemont Seneca employees. One email contains an invitation forwarded to the White House for then Vice President Joe Biden to attend an event at UCLA uh, for an international relations and invites then the second lady, Jill Biden, to participate in a world food program campaign. Invitations from the White House for several events that Hunter Biden presumably attended or had requested tickets for guests are also shown in uh, the National Archives document dump. This is r remarkably amazing. I mean, I'm not saying that we have irrefutable proof in a court of law yet. We haven't seen these emails from the suit. Correct. Right. But 
you are obviously in denial if you do not think he was breaking the law here. It, it, it just it, there's way too much smoke. You can sit here and still deny it because we don't have the irrefutable proof that is prepared for a court of law. Yeah. But like you're just in denial. You're just, you're trying to come up. You're trying to hold out here until this proof does eventually appear. Hunter Biden received a notification from the State Department with updates and arrival information for the state luncheon. Biden was involved in Hunter Biden was involved in planning a state luncheon with Chinese officials at the White House. I mean, months before he traveled to the country to secure a lucrative deal with the Chinese government. This this is crazy. They did. Obama said he'd have the most transparent administration <laughs> yeah, ever this is very transparent very transparent yeah. in a written response to the request for the documents related to hunter biden james biden and their foreign business dealings the national archives noted the group that the email messages include january 2011 guest list for the china state luncheon event held emails obtained by the afl reveal the broad access hunter biden enjoyed to the um, official government channels while his father was vice president he wasn't he wasn't selling the illusion of access. He had the access. He was given the access. And these are the official emails. Yeah. And like, the only argument they have now is the, as if these things were like unrelated. You know, they're going to try to say, well, yes, Hunter talked to these business associates and Joe showed up to dinners with them at times and hung out with them for an hour, but they were... And it's the only meal in history where you meet with a bunch of business associates and business never comes up. Like, that's never happened in human history before right. this, but this particular dinner was like that. And there were uh, apparently maybe as much as a hundred of these dinners. And it never... hundred now? It's incredible. I, I, you have to just be in legitimate denial. You know, you just want to find a way out of this for your own political side. And look, that's not, that's been, that's happened before. <laughs> it's happened on both sides. It's happened on both sides. Uh, but you, you have to be in denial to think that this was not going on. I mean, it's, we have way too much evidence at this point. It's ridiculous. And they keep going on television saying there's nothing tying this to Joe Biden. Hunter, sure, but not Joe. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, we should always hope for the best, but we should also then do what we're supposed to do and prepare for the worst. Peace of mind is a lot easier to achieve when you've covered all your bases. You know, that's one reason why uh, I, I learned something really refreshing you know, back in my 30s. Lies make things so complex. It's so much easier to tell the truth. It really is. And it's kind of like this with preparation. You know, being freaked out all the time about something is so much energy. Just do what you're supposed to do and then let it go. When it comes to preparing for your family in case of an emergency, preparewithglenn.com is the place to go. You'll save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Wide variety of delicious meals offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before the panic sets in. Free shipping, automatic. Your order ships fast. Sometimes in the, in the on the on the same day as your order. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. While the mainstream media is ignoring all these controversies, we're not at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com/glenn. Use the promo code Glenn.
Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, let me give you some additional news here on uh, the case into Joe and Hunter Biden. Apparently, we now find out that top Justice Department officials were meddling in the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. They showed favoritism. Now, listen, listen to what they did. This according to the Daily Mail. Attorneys for senior IRS investigator Gary Shapley revealed a top justice official approached them in April saying he wanted to investigate Shapley's claims of slow rolling and obstruction in the Hunter Biden case. Associate Deputy Director General Bradley, I don't know, Weisenheimer, immediately met with Hunter's lawyers and his Delaware prosecutor and days later struck a sweetheart deal with President's son getting blanket immunity and no jail time. So this guy was sent out from the top of DOJ and said, hey, these guys are complaining you know, that uh, we're playing games. Uh, what do you, uh, why don't you go talk to them? So he went in and talked to them and he was like, hey, we're really concerned about this. What exactly is happening here? What was, what was going on? Then he went back to his boss at DOJ and said, ah, they got pretty good evidence here that, you know, this has been slow rolling and they're not going to take it. Then the next day, that guy calls the lead attorney for Hunter Biden. Then they all meet. And the Justice Department puts together this blanket immunity, which at the time actually included blanket immunity on everything. So this guy... Merrick Garland says, no, we're not involved at all. Really? Because somebody in your office went and met with the whistleblowers who a couple months later became whistleblowers, met with the whistleblowers. Then he went to you, told you. Then he went back out and he talked to Hunter Biden's lawyers. And then that day or the next day, you guys put together a deal to absolve Hunter Biden from everything and tried to jam it through. And when you did... The judge wised up and the whistleblowers came out. We now know that that is true. You know, Stu, you said a minute ago, and I understand it. I really do. Because we're, we're, we're so stupid right now. We're just at each other's throats. And I don't mean, uh, there are Marxist Leninists that want a revolution and want blood in the streets. When they say they want an end to whiteness, they mean it. When they say they want an end to America, they mean it. An end to our lifestyle. They mean it. But that's not our neighbor. I don't think that's not our average Democratic neighbor. Our Democratic neighbor has not been hearing all of these facts. So they don't know all of them. And when we meet with our friends or our former friends, or our family, or now some of us have former family, which is horrible. We don't listen because we've just argued back and forth. But if we can get to a place to where we say, look, this is our country. This is our country, my country and your country. We both have to live here. And we have to have some, some basic 
rules that we agree with. And let's start with Mitch McConnell. I'm I'm a guy who votes generally for the Republicans. Everybody saying I'm only saying bad things about Joe Biden's age because I'm an ageist. No, I'm not. Look at the way he acts. You and I both know. Would you give him the keys to your car? You wouldn't. Now, I'm willing to admit my side has a problem with this. Mitch McConnell. And he's got to go. If you won't give them the keys to your car, why would you give them the keys to your children's future? We have to say to our friends, very calmly and rationally, uh, rationally how are, are you paying, have you paid attention to this at all? Because I've tuned out so much, I know. And, and have you paid attention? Because, well, let me just start here. If Donald Trump was taking money from China or Russia, would it matter? I know it would because that's what that investigation was all about. And that was proven to be false. You can get into an argument about that later if you want, but just have your stats and all of the facts ready for that argument. Great. Because it would have with me, if he were selling out access or anything like that, if he were doing that with Russia, one of our enemies, I would have been there with you voting for impeachment. I would have been the first one in line. Just like I am with Mitch McConnell. No, it's wrong. And we have to have certain things because this is all of our country. Both of us, all of us, we have to live here. Let me lay out some things here. Let me, let me show you what we do have. And then take the president's statements. I didn't know anything about my son's business dealings. Here's a thousand emails from his office to his son's business partner. His, the, his office was giving him government information on people that were coming to a state dinner that he would go to. He helped, Hunter helped plan the Chinese visit. And he was there to welcome. And then a couple of months later, he gets, now I'm not saying Joe's involved in that one. But is that using, is that his family using access? Yes. Okay, can I ask you this? There's, there's like nine family members now that are, that are all involved that have offshore accounts. Do you know anybody with an offshore account? Because I don't. And maybe there's a good reason to have an offshore account. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but maybe. But we should ask, why is it that Joe Biden's family and relatives all have offshore accounts? And what do those people do? Now, we can kind of guess what they do. They must all be energy because they were receiving money that the banks, 70 notices from the banks, said to the government, red flag, this looks like money laundering, but they did nothing about it. Treasury did nothing. 
They sent this money over to those shell corporations and put all that money in the bank of the Bidens. Can we just ask, what did they do? Maybe they are energy experts. And they all legitimately were on the payroll for Ukraine and China. Maybe. But that's, I don't see that on any of their resumes. So what did they do? What did they do to earn the millions from the foreign oligarchs? We, we, we just have to start. Look. The line that changed my life was from Thomas Jefferson, and I've said it a million times. Question with boldness, even the very existence of God. Now, he's saying this because back then you didn't question God. That would make you a heretic. You wouldn't question God. What are you, an atheist? No, I'm just questioning. Question with boldness, even the very existence of God. Four, if there be a God, he must surely rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. So, ask honest questions. But then, when you get the answers, and they're provable to you, and I know this in my own life because it brought me to Christ. Gosh, I don't want to, really? I got to stop swearing? I got to care about other people and serve them. Uh, I mean, I'm a whiner. I don't want to do all that stuff. I just, I, I just want to be happy in my life. Well, no, that's not the way it works. And when I found that out, I didn't want to do it. But I wanted to be happy. I wanted my life to make sense. So, okay, I'll do it. And you don't do it like, okay, I'll do it. But I remember laying in bed going, my whole life is going to change. My whole life is going to change. And it doesn't sound like a fun life because there's a lot of things that I like to do now that, I mean, come on, really? Sin? That's a pretty hefty word. But I did it because it was true. And so you were either somebody that is seeking the truth or you are deluding yourself because you want to be comfortable. And that's why the truth shall set you free, but it will make you miserable first because it will change your course. If, if, and you know this to be true because I've paid a high price time and time again with audiences for just saying what I believe and knowing that you're not going to agree with me. Oh, well. Live by the truth. And you know that if I would have found that Donald Trump was dirty and was doing those things they accused him of, I would have turned on him. I would have absolutely been leading the march. And that would have probably been the end of my career. But I would have done it. Ask your friends can we just call a truce for a minute? And I'll look at anything you put up about Donald Trump and his crimes or whatever. Because maybe you know something I don't know. But can we come together and just talk about facts 
for a second. And I'm not going to bring opinions or anything. I'm going to bring facts. What do we know? But we first have to admit to one another. Will it make a difference? If I present the facts, will it make a difference to you? If it won't, well, then you're, I mean, then you're comfortable in your life and you're, you know, we all get <laughs> what you deserve. Um, but if you're an honest person, which I believe you to be, you look at the facts and you may share some facts of your own. Might change my mind. I don't know. But that conversation has to begin. America has got to come together. Our government is involved in massive corruption, way beyond, way beyond uh, Nixon. And if we don't stop it, we don't survive. And our children don't have a future. And I don't care if it's left or right that's doing it. I want all the weasels weeded out. All of them. Back in just a minute. Ten years ago, the parallel economy said that you and I uh, couldn't do it. There wasn't a parallel economy. We began building one together. One of the first into it was the blaze. We disrupted the media. Everybody said it couldn't be done. Well, there's other companies that are really, it's very difficult uh, to, be a, to be a cell phone company. Very, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, cell towers and everything else. Well, a company started this. They're, in, they're celebrating their 10th anniversary now, and it is Patriot Mobile. They offer nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you're getting the same coverage that you're accustomed to, but you don't have to put up with all the leftism and all of that stuff. And you're saving money. Switching is really easy. Thanks to their 100% U.S.-based customer service team, you can keep your number, you can keep your phone, or you can upgrade. They'll help you find the best plan for your needs, and you get the same coverage because they're on the same cell towers. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, or call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, uh, last night on my Wednesday night special, we were talking about Hawaii and what's really going on in Hawaii. And there's some really disturbing things that are happening. Um, and the government is almost 100% responsible for this. The government and the response and the electric company, which is part of the government. They never prepared. They had all kinds of warnings. I mean, just I think it was like last year or the year before they had another warning that this was going to happen. Here's what you need to do. And they didn't do it. Um, they were more interested in green energy than fixing anything. And uh, so there's horrible fire. And this could go down into a just a horrible partisan battle. But Hawaii is about to go into real suicidal kind of tendencies. There's so many people that lived in this uh, town historic. They've lost their heritage. They've lost their house. Many of them saw their relatives burned to death or 
you know, couldn't escape and they've been waiting. And I mean, it's they're already having I think they've had three suicides already uh, from survivors. It's going to get really bad and they're going to need, you know, mental health help. And one of the things that we always talk about at Mercury One is we, A, we don't, we don't put our signs up anywhere. You know, people always put their signs up and, you know, Red Cross. We don't do that. We don't care. We're, we're just there to help. And we're help, we, we, we help fund some of these other organizations that are local. Um, there's some, something big that we can do to help. But it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of along the lines, really, of the Afghanistan thing. I mean, nobody's really going to do it. I mean, they'll get government to help, but I, I'd rather have, you know, free people that just want to volunteer their time. It'll change them. It'll change you. I'll tell you about that coming up in just a second. Stand by. Stand by.